most entertaining talk anywhere. Stay tuned to L.A. Talk Radio, your real talk station with 24 hours of commercial-free programming. The Green Room is brought to you today by Amazon. Check out SeanTGreen.com and click the Amazon link to shop away and support The Green Room. And now, live from Sherman Oaks, California, the host of The Green Room, Sean Green! All right, everyone, welcome to The Green Room. We're doing it live here on LA Talk Radio. Feel free to give us a call at any point in the program, 323-203-0815. I'm here doing it live, of course, with my main man, my left-hand man, Logan Lysico. Logan, thanks for being on the program. What it do? <laughs> I like that. I like that new intro. What it do? What Are it you uh, any any particular reason you're going with what it do? I think when uh, I think last time I said what it is. So what it is. All right. So <laughs> we're trying to make we're trying to make the show a little bit more urban, trying to expand. We have an amazing show for you, and uh, I know. I know it's a tradition in broadcasting to say that every show, but I'm not I'm not going to break it for this show. We do have an amazing show. We have uh, besides uh, the uh, ever-present Logan Lysico, we also have <laughs> ever-present. Thank you. <laughs> hey, you're you're always you're always here, always uh, you know chipping in. You felt like Logan's a little stressed out. You doing all right, Logan? Yeah. You doing all right? I this is the I just got off work today. I haven't had a day off for probably three full weeks. Not no a weekend off working every single day till just now and they basically cut me off or fired me from that project because I worked too many hours and <laughs> really what I work, job I top what? to my hours where they can pay me well I mean he's like uh well okay, I work fill at us this, in what do you what have you been doing lately well I signed a non-disclosure agreement but I okay, can tell you I, I can tell you I'm is working it another gay a... soap opera you're working on Logan <laughs> no it's not okay uh, no I can tell you I'm working on a pop star's I'm working at a prop shop and I'm doing something for a pop star, basically. Oh, okay. So you're you're working in the prop department, helping out, doing that, and you yeah. basically they can only give you so many paid hours, and you've already kind of hit that limit of the contract. Yeah, it's a really small shot, uh, owned by Jesse Clarkson, one of the you know he's a great uh, movie prop maker or whatever. Look him up. But uh, yeah, it's just him, me, and he he just has like me and Zach as employees. Like <laughs> it's just three people. So he kind of budgeted us in for certain amounts of money, and yeah, I kind of used up all my hours. So fast. you've been busting your ass over there, and you're a little oh, stressed yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, I'm still trying to come down off of that. <laughs> you just look a little, you know. Normally, I I see a relaxed Logan across from me. You look no. a little high strung. Just want to make sure everything's okay. Personal life doing all right. Everything okay over there? Yeah. You excited? Yeah. Well, I got a lot of stuff going on. Like I'm moving into your house. Yep. <laughs> Logan's moving in. He's gonna be yeah. a roommate. Yep. So I'm sure we'll have some uh, stories we can bring to the program. That'll be entertaining for people. And I've earned, I've just earned a lot of money working for this. Well, there you go. I mean, you're in freelance, so you know that's a that's a positive thing. Bank up but some it's cash. Not in my hand yet. Till it is, I'm gonna be stressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel for you, Logan. I mean, uh, you know, it's nice having a regular gig, but then, you know, you don't have the freedom that you do. But then, yeah. uh, you know, you're stressing out. It's annoying to get money from people. See yeah. where you're coming from. Well, that's exciting. Speaking of friends, we also have um, comedian and chef Matt Hummel. He's an amazing comic and an amazing chef. 
Uh, he's going to be joining us soon. He's on his way over. And, uh, yeah, we just got a lot of ton, of ton of clips here to get through, ton of things to talk about. First off, we are in the radio business, Logan. I don't, I don't care what the naysayers say. We are in the radio business. <laughs> Already, yeah. And uh, I think part of our job is to critique other radio shows. I don't know, I don't know necessarily why that's our job, but I just feel the need to see, hey, what is out there? You know, we, we got to keep up with the trends. We got to see what's hot. So I don't know if you heard this, but Nick Cannon has a new radio show debuting on uh, New York's, um, I forget the uh, call letters or whatever, but. No, it's one of New York's. <laughs> it's a New York radio station. It's 97.1 out in New York, I think. And, uh, you know, it's like the top station. It was the station that Howard Stern used to be on. Then they, uh, you know, they tried to do talk radio after that. Eventually switched uh, that, to top that's, 40. That's WNBC, isn't it? No, that was uh, Stern's old uh, station. But whatever it is, uh, Nick Cannon, first day on his job. I, I feel like, uh, you know, we're going to do our buddy Nick Cannon a favor. Maybe, uh, you know, play a little bit of his air check, give him some positive criticism. No, actually, I don't know. It's gonna, it's not gonna be positive at all. But here you go, <laughs> Nick Cannon's first day on the job. This man is probably making, banking five million. Probably no, actually, he's probably getting like ten million a year no. to host this. Yeah, dude, at number one radio Conan market. Conan was making ten a, a year at the Tonight Show. I doubt he's. Making no, Conan was making like. Uh, you know. They were saying ten to fifteen a year. Yeah. All right. So we'll we'll say anyway. five million for Nick Cannon. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna estimate Nick Cannon's salary at five million dollars. Five million dollars, five in this economy in 2010 dollars. Outrageous. Listen to what you get for five million dollars a year. Rolling with Nick Cannon on New York's new hit music channel. First off, I just love the ultra like white. Uh, this guy in his 50s like doing the voiceover like Rolling with Nick Cannon. Logan, he maybe does that... the voiceover for the beat in Dallas. Yeah, same exactly. Guy, it's the God. same guy. He just does all. Maybe that's what we're missing from this show. 92.3 now. 92.3 now. It is. Okay, you got the call letters out. Good start. 605. Good morning, New York. Oh, that feels real good to say right there. It's your man Nick Cannon. I'm in the building. Nick Cannon, a.k.a. DJ Sexy Fingers. <laughs> DJ Sexy Fingers? Just a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, he's not even a DJ. I mean, he's a DJ in that he's going to play songs, but he's not spinning records. And to, and to dub yourself Sexy Fingers, it, right out of the gate, the uh, self-dubbing of your own nickname. I I don't know, Nick. Was you're that, was you're that not off to a premiere? great start. Was that like yeah, the this first is thing he said on 6 o'clock in the morning, turning up the mics for the very first time. New York tri-state area is hearing... Hearing this stuff come out of the radio. A.K.A. Reverend Dressy Jackson. Oh, he's... Oh, man. Oh. They must have they must have been brainstorming that all yeah, night. I was just thinking that. Okay, been... okay, Nick. Uh, Jesse Jackson's really hot now, right now. Okay, you want to... You wanna, okay, we saw what happens when people go against Jesse Jackson, a.k.a. Don Imus. We want to be on Jesse's good side, so throw in a Jesse Jackson shout-out. That's what we need, Nick. A.k.a. Mr. Carey. I hear y'all calling me that. It's cool. Oh, yeah, dog. We be clowning on you, calling you Mr. Carey. Well, I'm cool with that. A.k.a. Nicholas Scorsese. It's a movie, right? Dude, well, first oh, off, stop with the AKAs. I hate that. <laughs> He's got seven nicknames. It's his first day in radio. Can you let one person give you a fucking nickname before you give out seven of your own goddamn nicknames? He's undoing everything Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Logan scathing. Logan is fired up today. <laughs> wow, Logan. I I wasn't gonna say. I wasn't gonna go that far, but all right, Logan. I like this new angry Logan. <laughs> now we making it happen. And, you know, I'm just sending all the love, all the shots out to the tri-state, Jersey, 
That's what we need, Morris. Yo, we're going to be shouting out the entire nation, LA Talk Radio, Tri-State, the boroughs. We'll be hitting all of Brooklyn, Manhattan. Connecticut, everybody out there, you know, don't adjust your radio dials. It's official. You're rolling with Nick Cannon. Oh, I'll be adjusting my radio dials if I was in the car right now. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's like it's like the first day of school right now. You know, I'm yeah, dog, yeah. my clothes this morning. By the way, is he going to turn the uh, reverb off, or is no. that just... No, dude, it's bravado. <laughs> He's bumping it, man. He's going to bring the music to the people, man. He's he just laying it down. And then I was all anxious. I'm ready to be here. I got have my lunch packed up, you know, fried bologna sandwiches, squeeze it. My little, my little blankie, because I got insecurities, but we'll get into that later. Oh, we will. Oh, he's bringing his blankie. See, that's how you, that's how you connect with an audience, Logan. You, you kind of expose yourself. You know, you say, hey, I, I have, I have insecurities. I have a blankie. Oh. Yeah, so I'm trying to get to know y'all. So hit me up, 888-923-0923. Or you can text a brother, 69923. Yo, text a brother. Text a brother. Just trying to know, know my new family. I love how he talks so, you know, like he's so uh, he's ghetto just, and stuff. Well, it sounds like he's trying to be black. <laughs> right, it exactly. Does. Oh, yeah, no, obviously. Like, can't you just talk like a normal person if you have right, a no, he's, That's one thing. He's really, just... that's the thing. He's really well-spoken, and then he's trying to urban it up for the show, and it's just coming off really... <laughs> I want to talk to y'all. What's going on this morning? What you doing? Where you at? We're going to talk to people all morning. We're going to get the show popping. We got some good stuff going on right now. This is Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> Whoa! That's my, Whoa! That's my favorite part of the thing. All right, listen. He's... What, a dork. what a giant nerd. <laughs> Fuck you, Nick Cannon. Dude, God, I, I, I want to give that dude noogies. <laughs> what is wrong with him? Dude, I just love the whole thing. Is like, he's urban. He's going to keep, yo, yo, we be popping it off, dog. Popping it off in the tri-state area. Morning, what you doing? Where you yo, at? Yo, where you we at? Talk to people oh, all morning. We going to yeah. get the show popping. We got some good stuff going on Yeah, we got right good now. stuff. Kelly Clarkson, <laughs> oh, Let's go. Man. Let's go. <laughs> Let's, he's excited about it. He's Let's go. The... Let's do this. Kelly Clarkson, like, really? <laughs> That's what you're going to do? Like, come on. You you had this, like, bumping uh, bass beat going behind your whole first talk-up. And, fir- and the first song you throw to is, oh, Kelly, coming at you, Kelly Clarkson. Payola's a bitch. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what's going on. But, you know, I know what you're saying. Sean, he's not great at uh, talking up um, a record. But, you know, I'm sure he has great interview skills. Well, you know, you're definitely right. <laughs> Rolling with Nick Cannon on New York's new hit music channel, 92.3 Now. About to get my $20. First off, no one knows what he's talking about there. You can't just say random stuff on the radio without creating some point of reference or bringing us into your world. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? I'm sleepy. Show in Atlanta. You getting, you, you, you resting your voice for that? I'm supposed to be, but my husband, uh, <laughs> you know, he has a new radio show, so... So you're jeopardizing your vocal. Could could Mariah Carey act like she gives less of a fuck in this uh, radio interview? Wait, they're married. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why the whole jokes about Mr. Carey and stuff like that. Fuck he is married. Nick <laughs> Cannon. All right. Well, uh, as we're shit right, on Nick Cannon, I'd like to welcome into the studio my main man. Logan's also my main man. My main man, uh, Matthew Hummel, <laughs> comedian and chef. How's it going, man? Thanks for coming on, man. Oh, thanks for having me, Sean. Hey, Logan. How's it going? Pretty good, neighbor. Oh, awesome, yeah. So, uh, all right. Uh, well, we'll uh, finish up these clips, and we'll get into it here in a second. But we're actually reviewing Nick Cannon's first day on the job at his new uh, show in New York. 
is a new talk radio program. All actually, it's like a top 40 station. The uh, old station that Stern was on, uh, guys like Opie and Anthony, guys who, you know, have some sort of credibility in radio. So we, uh, you know, we've been getting into that here. Here he is interviewing his wife, Mariah Carey. Cool performance tonight for me. Don't say that because then they'll be like, she wasn't in good vocal form. Oh, okay, okay, we won't say that. <laughs> it's true though. He's already, he's just sounds so whipped. Like, okay, whatever you say, Master Mariah. I'm not gonna say yeah, that. Yeah, whatever, baby, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I see you later. All right, we could go Nobu, right? Man, I'd be your boy, Tony. <laughs> I can't believe Logan I'm didn't jealous. even know that Mariah Carey was married to Nick Cannon. Yeah, Logan been for like three years. I, you know what? I yeah. did know that. Now that I think about it, but I just blocked it out of my mind. And you're because... jealous? You're you're a little um, jealous? Uh, yeah. Why wouldn't you be? I don't know I mean, if I want to be married to Mariah Carey. That sounds like a hot. handful. Let's be honest, guys. Hot. It is true, and I appreciate all the love and you know making this call for me. This is a big deal. Oh, his his wife is gracious enough to talk to him on the radio. Logan, so help me God, if I ever get married, which is <laughs> unlikely, or if I ever date someone in show business, and then I have them on 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 my radio show, and we're interviewing, and it's all just kissy, like, oh no, you're the coolest. Just reach over. Uh, you have. I'm giving you. I'm giving you permission right now to take the headphone cord, strangle me, and end it, Logan. Okay. Listeners do not deserve this kind of bullshit. How's the show going? It's going good. <laughs> I, I think I'm, you know, doing slightly well. You're doing slightly well. Slightly well. I mean, you know, I don't want to. Pa- oh well, with this dynamic back and forth, I, I'm saying you're doing very well, Nick. Got my own self on the back. Yes, you do. I'm oh. Patton. <laughs> oh, let's talk. What, what's everybody talking about? We were at the Golden Globes. Yeah, we were. And then we got on the plane at whatever time in the middle of the night. What? This Man, is boring. She, kn- <laughs> she knows how to tell a story. <laughs> wow. Sure can tell a tale. She sounds like she's laying down. <laughs> <laughs> like she couldn't, uh, she couldn't even sit up for, um, you know, the interview or whatever. It's just like, hey, just, you know, sit up when you're in bed. Yeah, okay. Assist me in telling you you're acting like a doofus. <laughs> this is like the end of the interview. I don't I, care I what people say. I'll be with that. They, they can call me whatever they want to call me, but they won't call me not attracted to you. Even even Mar- Mariah Carey's like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm hooking up with you. All right, I before you know we'll eventually get off this Nick Cannon character, but I feel like one more one more clip I gotta play. This is a minute of his radio broadcast. One minute and see what they accomplish, see what they do, see what kind of thoughts or opinions are shared in this one minute of broadcast audio. Rolling with Nick Cannon on New York. Oh yeah, you know we are. New 92.3 now. 92.3 now. You rolling with Nick Cannon. It's, it's an honor. It's a pleasure. I got my dudes in the building that came out to represent for the first day on my radio show. I got the one and only Young Jeezy in the building. What up, though? What up, though? The, the, the ladies' man, of course, Trey Songz is What's here. What's happening? What is it? That's like you, Logan. You're the ladies' man of the show. Yo, come on. Urban it up a little bit yo, for yo. me. Cool, baby. <laughs> Yeah. The one that, like, yeah, all, all the girls, they, they call in nonstop. And then, of course, the the king of the city, the king of the, everything right now, just taking over the one and only Jay-Z. Yeah. What's up? Congratulations, man. We had, you know, this is black love here. We had, you know, power up, power up. Happy to be here. Yeah. That's how yeah. it goes. So, 
you guys got a lot to talk about. Big things going on. You know, we're going to let. What, what a way to tease the next segment. You got a lot talk, to talk let about. Everybody know what's going on with that. We're going to get it going and get it all popping. We'll be right back with more Rolling with Nick Cannon. <laughs> That, that was, was between commercial breaks. <laughs> that was an entire segment. Like, hey, we got... I oh. can't believe he booked Jay-Z, though. What the fuck is he oh, doing well, now? You know, Jay-Z's like every other star. They'll, You know, especially when a guy's show comes out, it's hot for a while, so it looks good. Like, oh, hey, I'll, I'll come to your show. Who gives a shit? Black okay. love, baby. Black, black love. love. Black love. Well, speaking of white love, I got uh, my man... <laughs> Got Matt Hummel in the building. Matt, great, uh, great, great, great. Let's. I feel like. Uh, feel like we need to introduce you <laughs> to the audience. Matt, um, Matt, you originally born and raised in upstate New York, correct? Yes, that's correct. All right. How'd that work out for you, being born and raised in New York? You enjoyed it? Uh, no, not really. Uh, it's kind of the reason I moved uh, 3,000 miles away. Yeah, I could, I could see that happening. Now, what, uh, what was the impetus for you leaving, for coming out here? Um. Coming out to L.A. Well, coming out to L.A., I'd, I'd never really lived anywhere else except for, uh, you know, upstate New York. And, uh, you know, Ithaca has been, uh, was kind of rated one of, like, the second cloudiest uh, city in the That's United States. That's where you're States from, Ithaca. Point. Yep. And, uh, I, I, you know, it's just, um, it's kind of depressing. Nothing to do up there uh, but, uh, you know, drink and fuck. And I decided to kind of take that game and bring it to Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> been on a roll ever since? Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. So now, how'd you get into how'd you get into stand-up? Was it something that you pursued at all when you were in upstate New York? Now you went to you went to school at Ithaca, right? Uh, actually, Trumansburg. I went to a small small town, small oh, okay. town. Yeah, I was a you know little farm boy. Um, my main impetus for starting stand-up comedy, I, I think my first paid gig was when I was in fifth grade. I did like this gong show for the whole middle school. It was like fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. I could have just said fifth through eighth, but uh, that would be too easy. It's all right. And, uh, we, we're not going to critique you like we critique Nick Cannon. <laughs> we'll, give you, we'll give you a break, man. Maybe I'll I should <laughs> lie down like Mariah Carey and you're, you're mumble not, into my pillow. You're um, not pulling down $5 million a year. I'll, 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 I'll give oh, you a baby, few breaks. Oh, baby, you're doing great. You're doing great, baby. I love your show. <laughs> Um, I mean, that's that, awesome, right? Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, she was in glitter. Uh, I can't believe she's still relevant. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, my first paid gig, uh, I just dressed up in like uh, suspenders and um, you know, like open, you know, little suspenders, a cute little outfit, and uh, I memorized jokes out of a joke book, and I got second place in the Gonk show, and I got like uh, five free ice creams, you know. Nice. And uh, that was my first paid gig, so. That wet your whistle? You yeah, that was in? actually the highest paid gig I've ever gotten. You know, five free ice creams. <laughs> like, hey, dude, that's like not bad, strawberry man. crunches and Nutty Buddies. Oh, man. Holy shit. Yeah. Now, I know also uh, you did some performing out in upstate New York. You told me that you used to be in, like, a punk rock band. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was in, I was in a, well, I've been, a, I was in a couple bands. My first band was a, a horrible ska band. Uh, oh man! I was in high school called Lunacy 5150, and we oh, who covered. Oh, can forget uh, that band? Yeah, uh, a lot of people, hopefully. Um, <laughs> What'd you play? I played trombone. Now, what was your inspiration? You're like, guys, look at the mighty, mighty boss tones. They're doing it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think we even wore plaid. <laughs> you know, like, oh, man. We did, we did, a, we did a cover of the Spice Girls. I wanna, you know, like, bomp, 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 bomp. Oh man, I mean we we were just beating pussy. And what were you? Stick. I mean, if if that in my Yoda T-shirt wasn't like, hey ladies, line up. I I really don't I really don't know what you know, what was. Aspiring ska band member Yoda T-shirt. All right, we yeah. get it. You were getting a lot. You were yeah. getting laid. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Still am. Still have the Yoda T-shirt. Sold the trombone, but ladies. So wait, uh, what um, was your what were you doing in the ska band? Were you the front man or you? I was so the you're... front man. Yeah, I was the front man, and also the only one with a driver's license. So I uh, I was you know I, I drove everyone around. I, I everyone in the everyone else in the band was uh, like 
a year or two younger than I was. <laughs> you were like the you were like the older guy yeah, that hung out with yeah. the younger teenagers. Yeah, sure was. And probably, I can just see someone's parents like, are you are you hanging out with that Matthew Hummel character? Where are you going in that van? I don't like <laughs> I don't like your plaid and your choice of trombones and weird ska music. <laughs> I can see a disapproving parent. I not. know, right? And it, it, the sad thing was, it was those kids that turned me on to drugs and alcohol. Like I was, I like, should have been vice versa. I was, I was a bad role model. So you were getting young thirteen year olds were coming up to you in your in your minivan going, Matt, you gotta try this pot, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, all oh, right, I never I never done this before. I never smoked pot out of a Budweiser can before. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it was it was a good band. We were, we, were, we were, no, it wasn't. It was awful. Our drummer couldn't play too fast. He kept dropping the sticks. And our, <laughs> that's and our that's trumpet, gotta break. Up, that kind of screws up the rhythm. A trumpet player was so bad that he, he he couldn't really like even play a scale or we he couldn't play. We had this like uh, instrumental uh, number and he just went wah 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 wah. That's all I could do. And I uh, I did the tricky part, which was like bah, bah, bah. it wasn't even tricky. I'm not even gonna try and emulate a trombone. Notes. Yeah, it was like it was four <laughs> notes. Yeah. So you had a, you had a sweet ska band going. Yeah, and then we were in a then I was in a punk band when I was in college. Uh, it was actually it was was much more successful. It was uh, called Between Walls. Uh, they recently disbanded. And, oh wait, uh, so they were uh, after you left the band. I moved out here and. Uh, and they still kind of hung around together as a band. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm, they played. We. I mean, they and they toured too. Like we uh, we would play festivals. Uh, and we played everywhere from like Boston, Cincinnati, Cleveland. Uh, the, so that uh, sounds fun. Now, how old were you when you were getting into the punk band? Um, I would say about like I started when I was maybe 19, like 18. I wasn't in there from maybe 18 to 21. Yeah. Okay, doing the about same, three years. Yeah, doing the same type of thing, singing. Yeah, singing. Um, we were just much more. Um, I would say punk slash hardcore. Uh, we tried to be like at the drive-in a little bit, so we were just had a lot of really crazy live performances. Uh, potato guns filled with confetti. Oh man! Uh, at one point, my uh, at one one show that my guitarist ripped all the strings off his guitar and he threw it across the stage, except they hit me in the head, and uh, <laughs> and, and, and then it went went around me like a little game of ring toss. And I I continued to play the guitar, and we had like zoob tubes and uh, just uh, kind of weird performances. We'd oh, climb up, cool. climb up on top of the amps and. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot of fun, high jump. energy. What? You did the guitar jump? Yeah, yeah. On the court. Now back. Th- yeah, we would. Yeah, or sometimes I would. I would kind of get on. Uh, one. Uh, one. One little <laughs> maneuver was was like I would be singing or screaming, and then I'd, I'd get down on all fours, and then the guitar player would run and then fucking jump off my back. Oh yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, we were. That's we were just all about. Yeah, we were okay. just all about just kind of going ape shit and. Um, now how was that? Of, as noise. As, like, did you meet women? Did you have good times? Yeah, how, we, how's we, the punk scene? Uh, no, Were there any hot chicks? Because no, they're at Fall Out Boy concerts. They're not really into like uh, guys that. They're not flannel. into like the real yeah. punk. They're into kind of commercial punk. Yeah, we we, we, we like drink. Yeah, you know, they didn't want to come out and hang in a windowless van, drink Keystone <laughs> Light, and watch CKY videos. Uh, <laughs> that sounds really cool. We want we want to. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I wish you were a fourteen-year-old girl. <laughs> what? Yeah. That, that, that oh, doesn't wait. sound right. Find a nickel for every time yeah. someone said that. Uh, but no, it was it, that was that was kind of cool. We won a couple battle of the bands, which we would either spend on booze or uh, we we bought a uh, a horn that made cow noises and uh, also like hey, a you little... guys just didn't <laughs> give a fuck, man. Yeah, no, we, we fuck bought society. We bought our van for fifty bucks. Yeah, we, oh, bought, we bought a van for fifty bucks and it got us everywhere. Uh, now, how long that how long the van hold out for? You? A couple years. We actually we actually even. Uh, we we rented it to a ska band uh, <laughs> called like well it's called Twelve Monkeys named Bob and 
I love how these, yeah. all these bands are just getting free plugs, man. They're yeah. gonna hopefully revive their careers. Uh, I hope not. Yeah, <laughs> no. So that kind of that kind of wet your whistle as a performer. Yeah, between, I um, and I switched gears. I was I was a show promoter up there as well, and like I just uh, so uh, I, when I came out here, I just devoted all my energy into comedy. So. Now, yeah, that's I think that's when I first met you uh, <clears throat> when you were out here in L.A. Uh, I met you around doing comedy shows. I couldn't even tell you which one particularly. It was probably some dive in the valley or I think the Bliss. Yeah, Bliss Cafe yeah. probably, or maybe the Canoga Bowl or some other some other awful area. So um, you got out here, started mm-hmm. doing stand up. Yep. Um now you've been uh you've been a performer a lot of times at the comedy garage. I know we, you've uh I feel like you're you're a really good performer at the comedy garage, but also legendary party partier sorry, mm-hmm. at the comedy garage. I feel like a lot of times you know, we could, it's a good barometer to how how good the party is, how wasted Matt Hummel gets. Yeah. Uh-huh. What take take us through your attitude of partying at a comedy garage uh, event? Uh, well, first of all, um, whiskey needs to, <laughs> is always in hand. Oh um, yeah, definitely. You know, mm-hmm. I always dress like well now they have themes, and so like I always dress for the theme despite whatever other any anyone else does. Now see, um, uh, Matt Matt is referring to an incident. Um, you know, a lot of these comedy garages we tie into a theme. You know, some more serious than others. Like, oh, hey, it's St. Paddy's Day. Okay, everyone dressing green. And, the, you know, a lot of times we're coming up with ideas, some, you know, half-assed. The one theme that we put on the flyer was businessman's theme. and uh, Which, by the way, is super easy to do. You just dress in a suit. So right. No, yeah, it's not yeah, to, yeah. It's yeah. not that difficult, yeah. but no. I guess, uh, so, I don't know, it was lost in translation or something, but Matt was the only guy who showed up in a suit, and he was really angry about it. And he still, he's, he brings it up. Quite often, to the point, like, that was probably two years ago, yeah, and uh-huh. even now when we have a theme party, Matt will be like, are people dressing up, or is this going to be like the businessman party? Because I'm, go- I'm not coming up in a suit again, because we just did a prom theme. And long. everyone, was, like, people were wearing sweaters, yourself included, but then, like, everyone else showed up in sweaters. Like, everyone was looking like fucking Mr. Rogers, and I, I, was, I was showing up like I was in swingers. I had a white tie, a silver suit. You know, I was looking great. Well, and, uh, I, I, I had mean, a shirt and tie I, on. I want, you know, you know, underneath your your blue Mr. Rogers sweater, you did have a shirt and tie <laughs> on. And uh, you know, I was I was looking I was looking great because that's how I do when I go to a party with 45 guys. I want to make sure that I uh, I look awesome. Right, you dress to impress. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, but there was no whiskey in hand. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, so you know, going back to you saying take you through a comedy garage. I I, I show up early, play a couple ge- games of beer pong, maybe with maybe with Logan. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless he trades partners, uh, and uh, <laughs> no, Hamel dog for everything. <laughs> yeah, unless Walton's there, you know. But uh, and then, uh, then, man, then the this whiz- man holds grudges. I do, I do. <laughs> to sell. I do, I do. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I don't really know much what else to say. No, that's all right. I just feel like uh, you know, I've heard a lot. Of, you know, it always seems like oh, Hummel passed out in his car, or Hummel's passing out. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I passed out pretty much in every. Um, in every room of of the comedy garage. Right, every room, and I feel like you. Every couch. One night I you just slept I, out in the garage a couple times. Yep, it was freezing cold. I just had a couple Afghans. Yeah. Yep, that's uh-huh. when you know we're having a good time. Matt also has, uh, you know, comes over for a lot of uh, football uh, Sundays where we get together, hang out, and then he's uh, generous enough a lot of times to uh, cook like a big meal and then immediately passes out on the and it's something i don't know why people enjoy just like oh all right hummel's asleep yeah i don't know why like seeing you take a nap makes it feel <laughs> like okay the cycle's completed mad hummel's taking a nap everything everything's right out. in the yeah, universe it is uh, well i mean because uh usually people's teams win when i uh when i fall asleep you know like the the giants uh right. one year um for the playoffs and uh 
the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I napped. Um, yeah, I napped both during both and uh, success. <laughs> you've so, napped through, uh, you've napped through many a winning game for other people, and uh-huh. I appreciate that. That actual um, you're talking about that. We actually have our uh, my buddy Justin. He's gonna be calling in later to do the mush minute. The mush minute is basically Justin's an awful gambler. He calls in, you know, gives his pick on the game, and the idea is for you to take the opposite. Although I got to be honest, like I don't know how much I can refer to Justin as a mush anymore because this week on on the past Sunday I bet on the Pro Bowl, which is the All Star game, and I didn't bet on like a point total. I bet on the NFC to win, and I, I <laughs> there was just like a moment where I was just yelling, at, "None of you guys are taking this game seriously!" Like, and no one did. They were just <laughs> I felt yeah. Well, I felt like uh, Krusty when he bet on the. Uh, the, against the Harlem Globetrotters, like, because guys are just, like, you know, pitching the ball around and, like, letting guys go long. And I'm like, there's $40 on this. But, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, you know. He actually, I mean, I listened to another show earlier in this year. Uh, he was, he, he's, he's actually been okay this year. Yeah, no, yeah, that was like... the thing. It was supposed to be the mush minute, but then somehow he, he started getting on this hot run with picks. So uh, we'll see. He, he took a long break off, so we'll, he'll be uh, calling in later in the program. But yeah, I know you. I know you from uh, doing stand-up, and like we we're talking about cooking. You're, a, I, I'm not gonna lie. The best food I've ever had has come courtesy of this man, Matthew Hummel. Boom. Now, Thank n- you. not and you know when I say that, it's it's not like uh, it's not like you know you're just some uh, chick uh, you know knocking around some pots and pans. You are a you're a real <laughs> legit chef. You've worked in a lot of good restaurants. You're working in a in a great one now. What kind of sparked you know your interest in uh, cooking. How how did you get into cooking? How did you become such a good cook? Uh, well, I mean, I'm I'm not technically a chef yet. I'm still aspiring, I guess. Uh, that's just more of a pride thing for me. I'm not to the level I want to be. But uh, um, I I started cooking probably about when I was uh, 18 or 19 in college, and um, I didn't. And I just did it for a job, <laughs> and free soda and uh, <laughs> free beer. And then I kept I, when I moved out here, I needed a job to do uh, to help me do stand up. So I was actually cooking. <laughs> I cooked in a nursing home for a while. I would just take any cooking job just because it was a, it was a viable skill. Right, exactly. And, you got uh, a trade. Yeah, the nursing home was absolutely awful. It was the one of the worst one of the worst places I've I've, I've ever worked. If you can if you can imagine, it'd just be like these old people just waiting to die and be like, <laughs> uh, "What do you want for what? breakfast, Alice?" A gun in my mouth. <laughs> How about some poached eggs? Huh? Mm? Yeah, I can't. I can't no. imagine creatively. Not, no. not, not. Oh, hey, I got this new Asian fusion dish. You have no. to taste. No. Oh, but it tastes as bitter as my lunch. mashed potatoes and boiled boiled spinach. That's what we want. Yeah, it's just. Uh, it was, it was so it was awful. kind of a it was kind of a sad uh, place. But then eventually no. you you kind of got into. No. I got into fine dining probably um, about four years ago. I worked in a uh, jazz club. Uh, um, up in Bel Air, uh, owned by the um, jazz musician Herb Alpert from Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass, and also uh, founder of A&M Records. I guess it's not really big anymore, but uh, you know the guy's a fucking billionaire. And uh, it was a really classy joint, and that's kind of what sparked my love for food. And um, um, I learned how to cook and how to eat properly. And uh, I mean, I grew up eating frozen vegetables out of a bag. And so you think part cheese. of that too is that you know you felt like oh I didn't get. You know, I didn't necessarily have great cooking at home, and then once you got a kind of taste for it, you're yeah. like, oh, man. like I didn't have an avocado until I moved out here. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I didn't have an avocado until 21, until I was like 21. And oh. then, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's ironic. You were drinking at age 16, but you yeah. didn't have an avocado <laughs> no. until you're 21. Didn't, I didn't even know what sushi was. Now, wait, you were talking, you're, yeah. you talking about um, you don't consider yourself a chef. Is there any sort of 
certification or, or like, okay, now you're officially a chef? Like, obviously, it's not like a black belt, but no. is there a point? Because, I mean, you you know, you whip up great dishes. In my mind, you're a chef. From the culinary point of view, what defines a chef versus a cook? Is it just the guy in charge? Uh, is it well, the like, guy? I guess that, uh, like, you know, I'm sure like a TGI Fridays has a guy, you know, working at every TGI Fridays or chains that is, you know, the chef of that, you know, TGI Fridays. Or, uh, you know, there's a chef of a cafe. Like, I'm in, I, I'm, I'm as a, in, in fine dining, uh, like, I want to work for the best, you know, the best chefs. People in the high acclaim, like, in, in the food, like, upper echelon. Um, so that is. So a that, chef is someone who has a reputation. I would say, I mean, that's the Does type that of chef that I want to be. Like, I could, like, yeah, I could, I could open up a catering company and serve mediocre food and call myself a chef. But to the level that I want to be at, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna call my, I mean, call myself a chef. It's like same thing for comedy. Like, yeah, I did a, I did a couple, uh, you know, Red Lion lounges in Oregon, but I'm not gonna call myself a working road comic. You know, like. Uh, right. It's right a, now, it's a yeah. pride point of thing. You don't feel like, you know. But you don't feel like it. You 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 know you're defined by that moniker yet. But I mean, in my mind, you're you're an amazing chef. Well, thank and, you very uh, much. You know, I always you're enjoy. Very nice young man. Yeah. Well, you're cooking at the restaurant <laughs> uh, Animal. Yeah. Where's well, Animal located? It's uh, located on Fairfax in Oakwood. It's four do- four doors down from uh, Cantor's. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I I haven't been there yet, but everyone who goes there just says uh, nothing but amazing things to say about the restaurant. And I I also like um, you know I you. Uh, you know, being a being a chef and stuff, I like how you have strong opinions about food and like strong opinions about how to do stuff properly in the right way. And I remember we were talking about Thanksgiving or something, and then when Hummel heard that uh, we were buying our turkey from the store, it was like we spit in his mom's face. He's like, "Oh yeah," you know. And then just all these comments. I made like, other plans. <laughs> yeah, uh, like he yeah, was just yeah. he was so <laughs> he was so angered at the idea. Like we we would have loved it. Have Matt cook the turkey, but we didn't want to like. In our heads, that would be like <laughs> so rude and yes. imposing. And well, I did it the year before. Right. Yeah. So then he's like, he's like a, he's being a great cook for Matt is almost like he's an insanely hot chick. You know, like he doesn't know how how good he is at it. So he's <laughs> constantly like, uh, do you feel it? It's well, it's interesting that um you're really good at cooking, but then I feel like you. You also are are real sensitive about it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, not, well, I, always, not a bad... I always I always feel like there's room room for uh, growth. Uh, you know, like, like in anything that you're passionate about. Like, and uh, um, yeah. So I, right, I'm constantly yeah. learning, and I just I, I I see my flaws more than I I see the uh, you know the positive attributes. So. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, I I I guess I do the same thing with the show and with stand up and stuff. It's easy to be really self critical about yourself, but in from an outsider's point of view, from cooking. You know, like you'll, I can tell that you're kind of like, oh, you know, oh, gee, you know, kind of mm-hmm. self-critical. Well, on you might stutter over a joke and the audience doesn't notice, uh, but to yourself, you know, you, you you were off. Maybe your timing wasn't right, and you feel that you could have gotten a better uh, better response if you just, uh, you know, just uh, had worded something a little bit differently. And for for cook, and even though the audience you know loved it, uh, for me, like same thing. Even though I make like a good dish and you guys love it, I I feel like maybe I could have executed it uh, a lot better. Uh, maybe I could have done it differently. 
just in just minuscule right. ways. Right. Yeah. I just it, in my head, whenever I cook anything, like I I did wings the other other night, and I was just forcing <laughs> them on people, and I was like, how good is this? How good is this? Say it's good. Say it's like I have just no shame whatsoever. Like don't. Oh yes, I burned some shit. We'll deal with it. And I was just like, yeah, I burned stuff, but that was because uh, someone had to turn the lights off for this surprise party, and uh, <laughs> you know, and I was just making excuses and like. <laughs> Just laying it on everyone else. Yeah, no, I, I become incredibly self-critical. I'm just like, uh, if I, if, if but I, I like, like that it, though, like, oh, gives you the, stupid, stupid. Oh, gives you, you the eye that? of the tiger, Matt. Now, yeah, what's it like? Now, I know you're still really passionate about your comedy. What's it like having two passions? You know, you've done a ton of stand-up, you've done a ton of cooking. Both are kind of specialized skills. Both take a lot of hard work. What's it like having having two passions? Do you think that kind of does one hurt the other? Does one oh, yeah, help definitely. the other? Yeah, I mean, especially with uh, you know, the arduous labor that goes into uh, cooking. It's, uh, I mean, if, if for anyone that, that wants a career in cooking, if you like low pay and long hours and no social life, I highly suggest, <laughs> uh, I highly suggest you get into it. But Matt, um, what about the hijinks? You're always telling me about <laughs> these crazy hijinks. You and the, you and the uh, Mexican cooks drinking forties and guys, uh, you know, cutting their fingers off. Like it sounds like it's kind of fun. Uh yeah yeah it's awesome it's uh yeah it's it's awesome if you ever want to see the bone of your thumb um but it's uh no yeah it it can be fun the adrenaline rush and the camaraderie and uh is is awesome that's what keeps me in there I've met some of my best friends and some of the greatest people in in kitchens it's uh uh I feel like the most fun is when you're um there's a term in the kitchens and when you're in the shits you know when you don't think you're gonna get set up on time or you have so it's so like you're when you're in cook. the foxhole. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, when you when you're about to go down, and Charlie's everywhere, and there's you know you don't know if you're gonna make it out alive. I've had nights on the line where I'm like, if we do I, not get yeah. this creme brulee made, the gooks are gonna cut our ears off. Like <laughs> exactly, uh huh. Yep. It's uh, I've had nights. I was where in I'm character like, oh. when I used that racial slur, just to clarify. <laughs> yep. yep. All right. So yeah, I've had nights where like I'm I'm like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be able to make it. Like I'm going I'm going down, and I have my sous chef screaming. You're going down right now. You're going down. I thought you wanted to do this as a career. I thought you wanted to do this as a career. If you go down right now, I'm going to be so fucking pissed at you. I'm going to be so fucking pissed. I've even gotten sent on timeouts before. I've gotten sent on two timeouts. Like, <laughs> that doesn't Mac seem it like off the, the line. Most... And then you go out and you just kind of like, you know, I feel like fucking Charlie Brown. I'm just like with my head down. You're like the NBA player getting, you know, Taken to the bench for yelling at the ref. Oh, t- you know, getting the technical fouls, yeah. ruin up the team chemistry. You need to sit down. You need to hit the bench. Hit I the mean, bench. Cool a, down. It's intense. I've had I've had people like uh, you know, well check uh, check the food that we prepare for the day. If it, like if it's not prepared correctly, just throw it out. You know, get get started cooking. We're about to we're about to open in ten minutes. You better get something started. You know, so it's uh, and, and but that's kind of like uh, I'm a glutton for punishment. That's kind of the fun part. You're just like holy shit. Now, it's, be, it's a rush. It's a rush. Now, yeah. how does that how does that affect your stand up? Do you think do you think having this other passion that you work really hard at cooking and stuff that's kind of creatively challenging and stuff like that? Do you think that takes away from your drive in stand up? Do you or do you think that kind of helps you? How um, do you think those two? They don't go well together at all. Uh, just because they, uh, <laughs> cooking is so time consuming. But uh, I feel if anything that uh, uh, it help it helps with it helps with material and. Um, yeah, you know, just just kind of the regular bullshit that goes around in the kitchen, and uh... yeah, and then also I think maybe not doing stand up all the time or stuff like that. When you do get a chance to hit up an open mic or like a, a do a show, like you're talking about the improv or 
uh, the last comedy garage you did, you just come up there, you just look real loose. You you know, you don't feel any sort of pressure that maybe if you're doing it every day, you kind of feel this constant pressure to improve yeah, I mean, or whatever. When it was when comedy was my main passion and uh, it, and it was for a, for a while, I was just kind of. Uh, but I grew I grew sick of uh, making mediocre food, so I wanted to step it up and uh, just kind of get more in, into the uh, culinary career. I uh, yeah, I just couldn't I just couldn't go up as much, and but and then I was like, you know what, I'm I'm not gonna maybe I'm not gonna be you know the next big comic. So it became more of a a hobby and I had less pressure. I wasn't worried about showcases or you know industry in the audience. It was just more of like, all right, fuck it, let's do this. You know, if I if I bomb, who cares? You know, like right. I'm not. Well, no. yeah, I mean, it's it's not from uh, lack this of being for, funny. This is but... for me, guys. You know, sorry. No, this is this is I'm selfish. This is for me. This yeah. is for, <laughs> this is for me. This is my time. This is your time to shine. Well, perfect lead into our little uh, commercial break here, guys. That's right. We're talking about dreams, and uh, hey, we're back on with LegalZoom.com, and uh, National Start a Business Month is February, coincidentally, and the two biggest <laughs> reasons people was... have not started a business. Guess what they are? They are, I don't have the money, I don't know where to begin. Great place to start, LegalZoom.com. This February, we celebrate America's entrepreneurs with National Start a Business Month. Now, LegalZoom.com makes it easy and affordable for anyone to start a business while saving up to 85% what a lawyer would cost you. Uh, Don't let February get away without finally launching your dream. And uh, to kind of of illustrate that, I found some funny trademarks. You know, a trademark is something that, uh, you know, you can get at LegalZoom. Great price. Make sure you put green in the referral code to get the green room discount. But there's some uh, some interesting trademarks out here. Essentially, if these people are, are getting it done somehow with their trademark, why aren't you? Here's a, here's a hilarious trademark. Fight for Christ MMA. That's right. Someone felt the need to tie Christ with their need for mixed martial arts. Some guy out there is like, I got a great business idea. I'm going to sell... MMA gear that's related to God. And God damn it, he's got a trait. Why, why did I have to say... Got a wow. for Jesus. I don't have to... It's <laughs> <laughs> a goddamn great company. Like Matthew 3.16. Um, but yeah, I mean, guys like Fight for Christ MMA. There's a uh, someone selling clothes with the name Baby Cage. I have no idea what that what? is. Baby Whoa. Cage? Yes, it's another... It's a baby-related MMA gear. That seems to be the hot thing. Uh, let's see some other hilarious trademarks here. <laughs> Um, here's a great trademark. Yo, casual sex is on my list of deadly sins. God. So you know, if you have a message out there, you want to get to people, you Baby have a. Baby cage sounds awesome for travel, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. especially airplanes. I'm just, I'm, I'm just sick <laughs> of those cage. little goobers hey, see, crawling that's... all over. Like, yeah. I put it in a cage and put it underneath your, uh, you know, underneath your seat. That's seems awesome. like it would have been invented. My cousin Vainy Herbal Bomb. A little play on words there on my cousin Vinny. Essentially, what I'm trying to say is there are plenty of idiots out there doing it. You know, starting their own businesses, <laughs> making you money. Them? Oh At yeah. LegalZoom.com. No, you're smarter than an idiot, aren't you, Logan? I am. Matt, you're smarter than an idiot. Matt, if you, uh, you know, when you open up your restaurant, you can get an LLC form, a DBA. You can get it all done at LegalZoom.com for 85 percent. Less than you would at a lawyer, so I hope you do that. Awesome. I'm gonna use the code green. Yeah, you you should do that. <laughs> <laughs> Referral code green for the green room discount. All right, and we're back. Okay, um, before uh, <laughs> let's see, do we got time here to uh, break down the Leno clip? All right, we'll do. Uh, this is uh, Jay Leno appearing on the <laughs> Oprah Winfrey program. Oh wait, that was the uh, commercial <laughs> bed. 
My sentiments exactly, Matt. <laughs> Why do you think the show failed? Well, I think the show failed because it was basically a late-night talk show at 10 o'clock. Now, if you thought that's why it failed, how did you not know that before you started the goddamn show? I mean, you're competing against <laughs> dramas that are 3 to $6 million an episode. When the numbers... Now, he's saying... And much more entertaining. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. Not, it's not that a budget issue. It's the fact that uh, it's just not that funny. You know, it's not like if you gave uh, Jay Leno an extra five million dollars. Oh, that'd be oh, the jokes would be so much better. Then it would be funny. <laughs> you're you're a guy on a couch telling goddamn jokes. You don't need a budget. That's what's great about talk shows. You ruin that completely. This uh, Justin Bentani. Hey, what's up, Sean? How's it going? Hey, how's it going, man? Hey, um, Justin. Let's see here. What time? Okay, can you just uh, hold on for two seconds? I want to finish uh, playing this Oprah clip. Yeah, no problem. Go for it. All right. I love Oprah. <laughs> All right, well, we're actually making fun of Jay Leno and Oprah, so feel free to chime in. Art to drop. Mm. Um, was your ego bruised by that? Because you're used to being number one. Nah, I wouldn't say my ego was bruised. I felt bad for everybody on the show, and I felt bad for our affiliates. You know, uh, Jay Leno is really attached to these affiliates. He really feels bad. And it's so annoying in this, <laughs> this Leno-Oprah thing. I, if Jay Leno says one more goddamn time that he doesn't spend his Tonight Show money, you know, we don't need a stimulus package. We need Jay Leno to open up that checkbook and start spending some of that goddamn Seriously. Tonight Show money. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I called the head of the affiliate board, and I said, listen, they're the ones that cancel us. And I said, I'm sorry I let you guys down. You guys supported <laughs> us. Uh, you went along with the decision. Doesn't he sound like some uh, shamed Japanese soldier, like about to fall on the sword? Like I just couldn't do it at ten o'clock. Give me the, give me the, uh, give me the katana blade. I'm gonna fall on it. He's gonna seppuku. I'm sorry, I showed it. <laughs> because if it had worked, it would have saved millions of dollars. Yeah, I have to. Actually, the effort. odd thing is, it was making money for the network. It wasn't making money for the. Affiliates. Yeah, that is the odd thing. All right, you fired me twice. I'm out of here, guys. Because that seems like the ultimate in disrespect to me. No, I got fired this time because my show did not perform. Makes See, all right, that makes sense. They fired him because the show didn't perform. But the first time when they fired you when your show was number one, why would you go back to a show where they fired you when you were number one? How are you going to go back and get higher than number one to the point that they're not going to fire you? That's what I don't get. They fired him when he was on top, when he was doing the best he could. He was killing it in the ratings, and they still let they him fire, go. But it's did new they, management, did they fire him? Or did, well, I thought his contract ran out. I thought they promised no, but they, Conan. Like, well, yeah, they promised like Conan, but essentially it was, a, it was firing, but with a five-year notice. Because they told him, we're not going to renew your contract for The Tonight Show in five years. Now, Comcast did just buy NBC, and there could be new management. Could that be... Maybe the reason he would stay with that company. Right. Maybe maybe back. there is some chance that he won't get fired at number one. But, all right. Regardless of who the number one is in late night, we want to know <laughs> who the number one is in NFL football. What is it? All right. You want to hear about this, Sean? All right. We got the Mushman coming at you on the green room. All right, Justin. Lay it on us, dude. What do you got going for the NFL uh, Super Bowl 44? I definitely got to take the Colts. Minus oh. Four and a half. My, wait, minus what? I I can get it for minus four and a half. I don't know about you. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're using the same website, so uh, I'll, have to, <laughs> I'll have to check that out. So you like the Colts minus four and a half. The, it's the Colts minus four and a half. I was at a comedy show last night, and someone was like, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Everyone in the audience yelled out Colts. 
And just that that worries me as a gambler. There's no never any like total sure thing has ever paid off. Like the last sure the uh, last sure thing was the Patriots, and that you see how that worked out. So do you have a do you have it, Justin? As a uh, leading NFL mush, do you have any uh, do you have any leads on any interesting NFL prop bets? Uh yeah, definitely the coin toss for sure. Tails, Uh, right? Tails, without a doubt. You gotta go with tails. Tails, it never fails. It has a slogan. All right, I I got to. What's up? I'll probably take everything with the Haitian sensation Pierre Garçon. Oh, you like it? Playing for his country, playing for his homeland. Yeah. All right. Why not? Pierre Garçon, he's um he's originally from Haiti. He's uh, do you like him as the MVP? I think he's like ten to one, fifteen to one to win the MVP. Now he would have to have a pretty crazy game to steal it away from M- uh from Peyton Manning. Yeah, Manning's gonna have that without a doubt. All right, I got a, I got a, uh, I got a couple more prop bets here. Tell me, uh, there's some interesting prop bets. This is from Esquire.com. All right, Pete Townsend, how many times will he do that windmill move on the guitar? The over/unders on five and a half. <laughs> what do you like, Justin? I gotta, I gotta go at least over. Come on, definitely. All right, all right. yeah. Not, that's hard. Move. How are you gonna root for the under in that? No, Pete, don't do it. Don't rock out at the Super Bowl halftime. All right, how many times will they cut to Archie Manning in the stands? The over under is four. That's tough. Oh. Uh, yeah, they gotta go over there too. Mm-hmm. I heard. Uh, what's the Kim Kardashian? All right, there's Kim Kardashian's at two and a half. That's an easy over. Oh, right? is that it? Oh, that's a definite over. Hurricane Katrina's that's all. The, <laughs> what that's is the lock of the game? Right dude, there. what does this say about <laughs> what does this say about our society? The the number of times Kim Kardashian's mentioned is two and a half. The over under. The number of times Hurricane Katrina is mentioned is two and a half as well. That means <laughs> in the national consensus, Hurricane Katrina and Kim Kardashian weigh the same. Uh, that's really sad. All right, now this one. This one's where the real money's made I at. Think, I think Kim Kardashian is actually going to beat uh, Hurricane Katrina. Yeah, well, I wouldn't be surprised, and neither apparently neither I'm would the odds makers. I think she's, she's going to mention four. Now, times. what what color of Gatorade will they dump on the winning coach? I feel like you got to be an asshole not to bet on uh, yellow or green here. Orange. But then the only yeah, thing you got to go with the line. The only thing I'm thinking is what if blue is one of the options, and what if as a lucky charm this the Colts whose team is blue they. They go with blue Gatorade. I feel like I might get burned on that. What are the odds on that? <laughs> I don't know. They're all they're all broken down in different colors. It's pretty confusing. But uh, I feel like you just go all in on lime Gatorade uh, parlayed with the Kardashian and uh, Kardashian and Hurricane Katrina over, and you're gonna be an interesting fan. Yeah, without a doubt. All right, Justin, uh, give me one more prop bet. Do you have any other interesting prop bets you want to throw out? Give me one mush lock I've... for the Super Bowl. Oh, uh, Breeze. Uh... If he if he gets a TD in the third quarter, he's plus 160. All right. That, that seems pretty pretty healthy. Peyton's plus 150 if he gets a TD in the third quarter. Plus 150 in the third. All right. Well. Uh, can't, can't can't run that in. He's got to throw it. But. All right. There you go. All right, Justin. Thanks for the mush minute. Appreciate it, man. No problem. Later. All right. <laughs> there we go. I uh. Oh man, I, I remember last last year in the Super Bowl, I actually threw up at our Super Bowl party from just from overeating. It was a seven-layer dip, and I was thinking about how awesome that seven-layer dip is. And I'm excited for the Super Bowl. But more importantly, I'm excited to wrap up this program. Logan, do you want to take us out with a haiku? Let's do it. Matt Hummel's trombone. Colts minus four and a half. Nick 
fucking cannon. Wow, beautiful, Logan. Beautiful. Matt, uh, where can people reach you? They want to get a hold of you. Uh, well, I have a Facebook account, but I don't do that status report things because I'm not an ED bastard. So, um, yeah, Facebook. <laughs> All right, or just uh, check or, Matt out at the restaurant. Yeah, animal. come on, animal. Yeah, definitely. Order a pig ear and, uh, yeah, have a couple beers. Sounds good, man. Uh, that'll do it. Uh, make sure you tune in next week, every Thursday, 8 o'clock on LA Talk Radio. This has been The Green Room. Thank you for listening to The Green Room. Don't forget to check out SeanTGreen.com and subscribe to the show on iTunes.